This program was first broadcast on Canterbury's access media station, Plains FM, and was made with the assistance of New Zealand On Air. Next on Plains FM, we have Movie Talk, a program for all things cinema-esque, for the discerning film and video junkie. Welcome again to Movie Talk. Today we'll be looking at two films about deeply disturbed young women. They are the New Zealand movie Millie Lies Low and from the United States we have Don't Worry Darling. There's also a multi-level drama set mainly in New York during the 1930s, although it is called Amsterdam. My name is Millie Davies. I'm going to be interning at one of New York's top architecture firms. So you made it? Yeah. This is an epic opportunity to step into the next chapter of my life. What do you guys think of my exposed brick apartment? Um, anywhere I better go. Unless you guys. Wait, wait, in Millie Lies Low, an anxiety-ridden young woman is on her way from Wellington to New York for an internship with a prestigious architecture firm when a moment of panic causes her to miss her flight. Mary Gibson's been off to the Lumia cinemas to see this single-person drama. Mary, it is essentially Millie who creates all the problems for herself. What did you think of Millie Lies Low? I thought this was a really lovely little New Zealand movie. I yeah. think it's incredibly well done. Um, and, and I loved um, the, uh, Anna Scottney in the lead. She's so good and she totally holds this film together. Of course, we've got Rachel House, which is New Zealand acting royalty and who is New Zealand acting royalty. You know, so she's really strong in it as Millie's mother. But it's yeah. really Anna Scottney as Millie who totally holds this together. Yeah. And and the interesting aspect of this is that um, it is partly based on the writer's life and, and she's uh-huh, from yeah. a, a Filipino Kiwi background and um, and that's in New Zealand. Then. That's in yeah. New Zealand. But how how this story comes about is that um, Millie, as you said, wins this award to go to this prestigious architecture school in New York. She hops on the plane and she has an anxiety attack, but she won't own up to it being an anxiety attack. She just says, I, I had to get off the plane. So she can't get her money back. She doesn't have any money to buy another ticket, but she doesn't want to let her friends know or her mother or Well, she anyone. doesn't want anyone to know that she she's even back in town. Or, yeah. Well, that she didn't even leave, leave town. Yeah. <laughs> she's not just back, she didn't even leave. So she basically um, lives on the streets and hides out in her mother's backyard and does all sorts of weird things to prevent anybody from finding out that she hasn't caught this plane on the on 
on her trip to New York. Yeah. And it's really, for me, it's more about a, um, it's kind of a coming of age. It's a, a partially, slightly romantic um, a, a friendships. What's the value of those friendships? What about relationships? So it's all yeah. intermingled right across this whole movie yeah. is, is her inability to be able to actually have a very direct and straight yeah. and honest relationship with anyone. So yeah. she kind of lives this big life by pretending she's bigger and greater than she is, although she clearly has done really well. Oh, she's got the talent. She's yeah. got the talent. Um, and what she discovers through this is that she's actually given away her ability to other people rather than owning her own ability. And, you know, her best friend, Carolyn, who supposedly is off to this prestigious architecture practice, has actually copied Millie, whereas Millie <laughs> thinks she's copied <laughs> Carolyn. So it's a bit complicated in all of that. Yeah. And, it, and it just beautifully unfolds um, all the way through. And, and it's kind of like she's little more than a teenager, mm. so there's there's almost that teenage angst in it as well. Yeah. Well, yeah, this is it. I mean, there, there is that parallel between Millie, the girl in the film and the actress as you said um no the the, uh, the writer uh, the writer oh, yeah but but also with uh, the act uh, the actress herself anna uh, scotney because they they both um have got a sort of a mixed uh, racial and cultural mm. background mm. i mean um in the the actress uh, that's anna scotney she actually um has a her parents, one is European Jewish and the other is Maori. Mm, mm. <laughs> you get this sort of thing. And um, the girl in the film also has a, a sort of a mixed um, a background like that. And Millie, and also the point is that Millie's mother and father were uh, missionaries in the Philippines where Millie spent most of her youth. As a third culture kid, mm, she's got mm. mixed parents She's from New Zealand. Mm. Now she's living in the Philippines, mm. sort of in her early years, mm. when developing mm. years. And uh, and this made it um, difficult for this young girl to be integrated into the society there. Mm. And this has affected her ever since. And this yeah. you can see she's also concerned about what's going to happen to her when she gets to New York. She wants to go to New York, but she's also got all these anxieties. Mm. Yeah. Mm. And uh, this stuff is throughout the film. Yeah, yeah, it is. It is. And, um, you know, and, and as I said, the writer, um, Michelle Saville, she is part Filipino, part Kiwi. <laughs> yeah. So she brings in elements of her background, hence the little um, the bamboo stick game and, so, and oh, things yes, like that, yes, yes, yes. which which is spread throughout it. But I I really um, rate Anna Scotney. I think she's got a lot of potential. And I don't know if you remember, but she was in Cousins also, that amazing uh, New Zealand uh, movie. Yeah, so yeah. She, I think she's going to go a long, long way. And to be able to hold this movie together um, yeah, well, on it's hers her all the way. But, yeah, Because totally. your sympathy is with this girl in a sort of a total panic stage at the time. Mm, and mm. you realise it is she and her decisions, which have put her in this idiotic, difficult mm. situation. Mm. It is she who's always complicating it more. And, and, but you still feel that deep, deep... You have an understanding yeah. for why she's like that and what yeah, she's Yeah, completely. Doing. Um, and, and I think, you know, look, probably... <sighs> 
you know, we, we we are really connected right now to mental health issues right across the spectrum, and mm. anxiety is a, is a well known mental health issue, and and <laughs> until she claims ownership of that, which she doesn't do right until the very last scene, um, you know, she, it keeps playing out, and it shows you how people's lives are so impacted by that by not being able to to acknowledge or own, or own that anxiety or just saying oh it's only anxiety <laughs> and and I think you know that that kind of comes through as well because the mother says um, you know your father suffered from anxiety so it's it's yeah. it's, it's really good in that sense also yes oh, no, the, I know I thoroughly enjoyed it but uh, I mean to me the amazing thing though is um, the main girl that's Anna uh, uh, Scotty, uh, Scottney. Mm. She, you know, mm. she she holds that whole thing together. It is her film. Oh, she's on screen ninety five percent of the time. Mm. 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 <laughs> no. Yeah, very much. And so. all this going on around her. Yeah, yeah. Oh, totally. Yeah. Good stuff. Thank you. That was Mary Gibson. With her views on Millie Lies Low, and I'm Hans Petrovic on Plains FM 96.9. I have it, I have it, I have it. Focus, right here. Have a little drink. Don't Worry Darling is a complex mystery movie about a 1950s woman living in a utopian experimental country community who begins to worry about her husband who could be working for a glamorous company that could be hiding disturbing secrets. Carolyn Brown's been off to the Lumiere cinemas to see this intense drama about the wife who begins to believe she's living in an artificial world. Uh, Carolyn, what did you think of Don't Worry, Darling? I felt like I'd stepped into an episode of Black Mirror, which is a a Netflix series in which anything could happen and everything is twisted, and it's very much what happens in this film as well. And I also felt like I was watching Stepford Wives Part (laughs) 2, in a way, which is a film that came out a good 20 years ago now. Um, but similar similar storyline in which women are um, very much taken back to being housewives and clean and get pure pleasure from looking pretty and, and cleaning houses. Well, isn't that what they're supposed to do? <laughs> <laughs> I know you're joking. <laughs> um, but, the, yeah, I really... Um, Florence Pugh, is, she makes this film, really. I don't think if any other actress could have... Um, commanded it as much as she does. Yes. Yeah, this this is... um, And that's the amazing thing about the main uh, um, young woman, girl... Character, yeah. uh, ..who who plays her, Florence uh, Pugh, um, in in this film, sort of this 1950s housewife, but living out in the countryside and in a sort of a very... uh, Desert world, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's happening. It's, yeah. it's an intentional community, yeah. Yeah, yeah. but the house is really... Um, yeah, oh, it's beautiful. beautiful. And you mm. do have to give kudos to the, the set 
um, people who created the sets and the yeah, lighting. Yeah, I just wonder the, if they specially the built them for the film or if that is really I don't know, the maybe way. they found the old sets for Stepford Wise and just <laughs> brought them out again. Um, but no, I, I did find myself thinking, oh, I would love to have <laughs> that record player um, housing set in my oh, house. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> kind of thing. It was very beautiful, um, yeah. Yeah. yeah, but it is. It does say something about the plot, though. When you are spending time looking at the set decorations, but it is two hours long. So yeah, but but, um, but here again, it's um, yeah, like this uh, this other film. Um, that's the uh, Millie lies low. This mm-hmm. uh, this woman, young woman in this, she's on screen. Most of the yeah, time, yeah, yeah, she definitely. With all these things it. happening around her, most of the time there's nothing she could. She doesn't even know what the hell. Yeah, yeah which is quite she, interesting because the uh, the director is also in the film with Olivia Wilde. She plays her bestie friend in the film. Oh, yeah, yeah. But she's quite happy for Florence. Well, seems quite happy for Florence to actually take the scene and and drive it and and yeah. Yeah. And um, and then she sort of gets so she's living. They've moved, she and her husband have moved into this house, which uh, is out in California, mm. in the, sort of the out of town a bit, and um, and this magnificent um, home that they've got all this, and this goes with um, the job he he's got yes, in yep. that area somehow. Yeah. And um, and and there's quite a few others. All the people around them are employed yes. by one company, which has got all these people out there, mainly blokes, doing working together on some secret something. Yeah, it, it, it's <laughs> quite a know. hedonistic lifestyle that they leave uh, that they lead as well. It's quite um, dystopian in many ways, but oh, yeah, no one seems to question why no woman. <laughs> it's definitely 1950s because no one's questioning why no women are going off to work. But <laughs> anyway, <laughs> all that's missing is a maid. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a point. Yeah. Um, but there are children in the film as well, so it's not completely... Um, yeah, utopia, I guess, and if you if you're not into children, but yeah, so the film is quite, it's an interesting premise, uh, and the plot twists in it are are not completely um, right in front of your face as well. You're well, not, they, you're not, I don't think know if they actually explain the whole. No, thing they don't, and we won't go into it too much here as so, well. You know, but if you're looking for some good acting, Florence. Definitely delivers. Oh yes, um, yes, she holds this film. I mean, she's in a total state of anxiety for most of the film. Yeah, yeah. And just going rushing from one place to another, and you just never know what you'll walk into. Some another explosion <laughs> or something. <laughs> and or I don't know if it was. A, yeah, it's hard to know if that was the director's intention that she is very much the central focus, and everybody else seems to be sleepwalking around, <laughs> <laughs> around her. I'm not sure if that was their their purpose or not, but that's definitely what yeah. comes across. I mean, Harry Styles, bless him, he does his best. He's he's a singer more than an yeah. actor. But well, well, I mean, I I, I realised quite early in the film that this was going to be a weird film. Oh, absolutely. Because, As I said, um, Black Mirror. Quite early in that house where they, they live, this luxurious home, she's in the kitchen opening up these eggs. Yes. And she does it to about three or four eggs. 
and each one is empty. Yeah, that's in now, the trailer, oh, so it's yeah. not a plot spoiler. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah, it's sort of pretty <laughs> quite early. And these are the sort of, and that's about the first strange thing that she notices <laughs> in the film. And um, then she, but later on, she witnesses a plane crash that leaves no wreckage that she can find. Mm. And then way up near where this plane disappeared over a hill, Top of the hill, she finds a bizarre, big, empty building, magnificent sort of building up there. And yeah. She wonders what's that, what that's for. All why, about. What the, and or, that's, what's that's that the reason to, to go anything? see the movie is to find out why. <laughs> <laughs> I think if you yeah, give away too much, there's not much point seeing it. Um, but, yeah, no, as, as, as I said, stylistically it's beautiful. It's really lovely. The music's a bit odd. But, <laughs> yeah, no, but it's, it's uh, the film is with Florence Pugh in that main role. She's absolutely fascinating to watch. You're, yes, yeah, you know, you're with her there all the time, hoping for her, but you just simply don't know where. No, no, you definitely <laughs> hope that she got paid the the majority share <laughs> of the yeah. profits. Uh, sure. Yeah, okay. Well, thank you very much. Okay. <laughs> That was Carolyn Brown with her views on Don't Worry Darling and I'm Hans Petrovic on Plains FM 96.9. I also thank this show's sponsor, the Harcourt's Grenadier Accommodation Centre, which is now located at 98 Morehouse Avenue. If you're looking for a place to live, check out the Harcourt's Accommodation Centre website, assetmanagers.co.nz. That address again, assetmanagers.co.nz. Harold, I don't know what you think you're doing. Excuse me. Hello. Got a dead white man in a box. Not even a casket. Doesn't even have a top on it. In a pine box of old wood. Who do you think's gonna get in trouble here? Do me a favor. Try to be optimistic. Amsterdam is a star-studded drama set mainly in New York during the early 1930s, before the beginning of World War II. Although dealing with fascist political issues, the film seems to focus more on a murder and whodunit. Um, Mary Gibson has been off to the Academy Cinemas to see this rather fascinating multi-level movie. Uh, Mary, what did you think of Amsterdam? Well, I have to say that I really loved this movie. I loved it from the start all the way through because I love a crime thriller. I love a, um, a period piece. Yeah. Um, I love good acting, all of those things. And so for me, Amsterdam had all of that in it. And um, it's quite an intriguing sort of a movie as it um, unfolds. Look, you know, you could rattle off the, t- the cast. So you've got um, Christian Bale in the lead, Margot Robbie, John David Washington, amazing ensemble cast, Chris Rock, Anya Taylor-Joy, Zoe Saldana, Mike Myers, the list goes on and on and on. So it's got all these incredible people in it. And it's basically three friends played by uh, Margot Robbie, Christian Bale and John David Washington. And they met up in um, in World War One at the kind of tail end, I guess, of World War One. And yeah, Christian, she was a nurse. And yeah, he's yeah, too I'll, injured. Yeah. So um, Christian Bale's mm. character, Bert Berenson, is sent off to war by his wife's family because they basically want to get rid of him. So he's a, a Jewish doctor. 
And so um, he, you know, wants to make it on on um, on Fifth Avenue and and be this, you know, this amazing doctor. But her family doesn't think he's up to much. So off they send him to war, obviously to get killed. He gets shot to pieces. <laughs> he before that he befriends. Um, John Henry Washington's character, who is Harold, he's a lawyer or wants to be a lawyer. And he's part of the, there's a, a segment of that um, military arm, which are, are Negroes and they're poorly yeah, treated. Yeah, well, he's a black guy. And, and yeah. they're, they're given um, given French uniforms to wear and it's really awful. And then Margot Robbie, she's the nurse in the hospital where they both end up. So they form this friendship, which is kind of friends for life. They leave the hospital and they go to Amsterdam where they live this pretty decadent, um, narcissistic life, having a great time. And then Christian Bale's character, Bert Berenson, decides he needs to go home to his wife. And um, That's so, in New York. And that's in New York. Yeah. And, and that is where I'd say 90% of the film Absolutely, is set. yeah. Mm. But I think the re- for me, the reason it's called Amsterdam is that Amsterdam represents freedom to them and the joy of life <laughs> and being able to live a free <laughs> life and live the <laughs> yeah. life they want. So hence Amsterdam. And it's almost like that's where their friendships solidify. That's where it moves forward from. So then they go back, they end up in New York and, and it's kind of this complex story in behind yeah. it. And Taylor Swift's there and she's the daughter of this guy who's died and she's convinced he's been murdered. And so she engages the services of of the lawyer and, and so it goes on. So it's a complicated, then, complicated yeah, little story. The lawyers get accused um, of, and so, of the murder, accused of that. Well, she gets pushed under a car, so the lawyer and the doctor get accused of her murder mm. and, oh, my God. Yeah. It, it is quite complicated and it, it's a bit of a caper, really. So it's comedic mm, mm. in moments. It's got all of these elements. Well, and then it, it comes together when they meet the character played by Robert De Niro. So he's meant to be the leader of a uh, of the union and the idea is that the, they use him to... There's a cabal of five, which is basically this is the slightly probably only true element that um, they the and and it is a true part of the story if you check that where they wanted to have this guy the leader of the union support this cabal of five, which was linked back to Hitler. So yeah. Again, very complicated. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and get him to say, hey, this is what you should do. In, and then, in America. In yeah, America. Yeah. And we'll mm. change the course of history. Yeah. Complex is all hell get out. Yeah. Um, and, and almost... You almost need to see it twice to even understand that. But so that's why I love it. I love a movie that you have to think about. I love a movie well, that's mm. complicated um, and and has all of those elements in it. Yeah. Well, I, I've got to admit that I was rather confused by the film. There's so much information in that. And to me, I had understood the film was about um, th- this. Uh, group of people or, or some um, uh, uh, fascist movement no not no in mm. america mm. Uh, setting up um to, to, to well they, they were going um to um it was a plot plot by rich persons uh, the fascist people um to um, overthrow um, President Franklin Roosevelt at that time and install their own man for a fascist um, government 
and uh, and uh, then also to um, to deal with um, Hitler and Mussolini in Italy before the start of World War Two, but from the other side, from yeah, the, yeah, that far so, right wing side, and that's what I thought the film. No, no, is this? no. <laughs> I, thought, I still assume that is the point of the film. Well, it, that's, it's hidden away in a lot of satire. That's the only element that has any truth to it, and <laughs> and and that's why right at the beginning of the movie it says some of this is true. It doesn't say based on a true story or based on fact or anything. It yeah, says yeah. some of this <laughs> is true. And even the the leader of the um, of the union, his name wasn't Gilbanks, as you know, it wasn't his name at all. So it's it's just taking a little snippet of history and creating a, a silly story around it. Nineteen thirties America. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I, I I do think this is a really good movie because, as I said, it's got so many different pieces to it that you have to think about and that you have to try and work out what the heck is. Going on exactly. Here. What <laughs> the heck is difficulty. going on? And and that's yeah. That's why I liked it. I liked yeah, it a no, lot. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. So glad to hear that. I, I could see that, but it did take me a while afterwards to put the whole thing together. <laughs> but I think we've explained it pretty well. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, yeah. yeah so it you know, if you're interested in going to see this, go along with an open mind and and look at the acting, look at the costumes, look at the story, and and try and work out what's going on. And eventually, at the end, you'll get it. <laughs> yes, I think that's the best way to look at this film. But uh, yeah, okay. Thank you for that, Mary. <laughs> that was Mary Gibson with her views on Amsterdam. And I'm Hans Petrovic, inviting you to listen to Movie Talk again on Plains FM 96.9 at midday next Wednesday. This program will also be repeated at midday on Saturday, and you can listen to podcasts of earlier episodes on the Plains FM website. That's plainsfm.org.nz. Music